Hey, 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 it's the Steve Maraboli Podcast, Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness. Thank you all so much for listening, and thank, for, thank you to all of you who put a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever else you listen. It helps people find this podcast. More and more people are finding it. Uh, and when we post, thank you to Chris, Steph, thank you to our team that when we post, uh, people say, hey, I didn't know you had a podcast. <laughs> I sure have since 2006. We were doing podcasts before they were cool, before they were even called podcasts, when they were called internet radio. Uh, we were doing it. So uh, thank you so much to everyone for sharing it. Uh, this latest version of this podcast is called Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness. I think that's the most fitting thing, not just because it's the title of the book coming out, but because I think that most accurately depicts everything I say or do is really whispers of genius, echoes of madness. Sometimes, and it's interesting because we, we talked about perspective last time. I find myself talking about it a lot because of how important it is. Perspective is a story. It's a story changer. It's a life changer. Perspective is everything. It is a tremendous aspect of, of change for positive or for negative. And so in talking about perspective, some of the things that come out of, of whispers of, of, of genius, echoes of madness, some of the things that might be considered madness as, pers- as, as time moves on and perspectives shift, maybe some of the madness was actually genius. And the same the other way around. Some of the things that may have been considered genius as time and perspective goes on uh, are considered uh, madness. And so uh, for me, I really, really love that. And I, and I love the idea that they are seemingly opposites, but get but still keep the, the ball moving forward. For me, it's not so much a positive or negative, but, but where things move something in a positive direction. Uh, you know, we, we need the optimist and the pessimist, right? Because the optimist creates the airplane and the pessimist creates the parachute, right? <laughs> the thoughts, the thought pa- patterns are neither good nor bad. It's just what we use them for, how useful we are with those patterns. So uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. I appreciate it. Let everybody know if anything in, inspires or empowers you about this podcast, then surely it will impact somebody else. And uh, thank you all so much. I want to talk really quickly today about the environment you keep, more importantly, the diet you're on. And I'm not talking about some sort of health food craze diet, anything like that. I mean, the diet of information and the diet of people you're on. You know, we've become really, really fine-tuned as far as arguing about the food we place in our bodies. Endless books, endless fad diets, and this works and this works for a little while, but then it makes you sick, and this one seems to work the best, and this one's the slowest, and this one's the fastest. This one's easy to maintain, this one isn't, but this is all about this, and this is all about that, and you shouldn't eat this, you should only eat this, and you should only eat that. You know, you know how it goes. But for me, what, what isn't spoken about nearly enough and really should be, and as, as cognitive science catches up and, and, and merges a little bit more with medical and phys- physiological sciences, we're realizing that the diet of information, as well as the people around you, the environment you keep, is vital, not only to your life, but to your health. And so I wanted to talk so, so often... As I travel and meet more people, more and more people uh, over the past 20 years, you you realize you're meeting people who uh, some are in a great place and some aren't in a great place and having trouble getting out of that place. Or some people are in a great place and starting to slip a little and 
And it's very, it's, it's not a long shot for me to poke at them a little bit and see that it's their environment that's changing. Or for the person who finally wants something new, better, stronger, refined, something healthier in their life, but having a lot of trouble get to, getting to it, it's, it is not a stretch for me to realize that their environment isn't, cha- isn't changing. So they're not surrounded by an environment. They haven't created a psychological or energetic or emotional environment conducive to that growth that they seek, conducive to the simplifying of their life, conducive to living a healthier life. If you're surrounded by the same people, if you're surrounded by the same stuff you're reading, and if you're surrounded by those same things, if the ingredients you're putting in the bowl are the same, the end result is going to be the same. You all know me long enough to know that I look at everything as math. I look at everything as behavior, and it's uh, for me, that's what it is. You have ingredients. Your life right now, whether you love it, you don't love it, you're neutral to it, it's fantastic, it's not, you're healthy, you're not, whatever it is, your life right now is a result of ingredients that you've placed into it. And it's not about your intention. There are plenty of people who are living an unhealthy life who intend and have for years to live a healthier life, but their life is still unhealthy. Why? Because you didn't change the ingredients. The ingredients matter. And just like if you're trying to make brownies, you know what ingredients to put in there. And if you keep doing the same ingredients, you're going to keep getting the same, in essence, the same thing. You may change the shape. You may change, you can make some heart-shaped ones, you can make some circular ones, you can make some rectangle ones, but it's still in the end, because of the ingredients, going to be brownies. So, in your life, it's the same way. If you're surrounded by the same people, if you're doing the same behaviors, the result is going to be the same. You may change the shape of it a little bit, but the result will be the same. And that leads to endless frustration because we don't talk about that enough. We endlessly talk about the ingredients we put into our bodies as far as actual foods. And if you eat this, you'll feel better. And if you eat this, you'll drop some pounds. And if you eat this, uh, you won't feel so gassy. And we know all of these things. But we very rarely talk about the ingredients we place in our life. And that if you want something different... You have to do something different. That if you want to experience something different, you must do something different. You must change the ingredients if you want a different product. That is very rarely spoken about when it comes to life and behavior. Well, of course, why? Because marketing companies want to keep you on the same behaviors. Because if your behaviors have you buying their stuff, they want you to stay on that same behavior. And there's, again, endless conversations to have about why marketing companies benefit from you being empowered enough to buy their stuff, but not too empowered where you realize you don't need it. But that permeates and bleeds into our regular life. Where we stop stop recognizing that maybe... Just maybe if I change the ingredients of my environment, I can change the outcome. That is just not, a, not a, a thing to study or to intend or to vision board, but instead something to behave differently and to keep 
the environment around me, the people around me, more conducive to my growth, conducive to creating what I want. You know, when I went into the military, military basic training is really basically just studying. You know, you study customs and courtesies of, in my case, the Air Force. Uh, you do a lot of physical training, a lot of push-ups, sit-ups, crunches, a lot of marching. You know, you've all seen the, the, the movies and that kind of stuff. It's pretty accurate. It's a lot of repetition at five in the morning, up, up goes the, the reveille bell and you're up, you're out of bed. You're, it, it's, it's monotony, but daily. And it's, it's, uh, it's something that's conducive to what they want to grow. So all that studying, you still go to bed at night and you wake up in the morning. Really, you could do that anywhere. But they know when they want to create a soldier out of you, they pluck you out of the environment you're in, in my case, Long Island. They already know what Long Island made. I was already there. They already know what they, they wanted to make me something different. They wanted to make me a soldier. So they pluck you out of where you're from and they plant you in a place that is conducive to the growth of soldiers. You can study anywhere. You can do exercise anywhere. You can march anywhere. You can go to sleep at a particular hour and get up at a particular hour anywhere. You can jog anywhere. You can jog as a team anywhere. But why put you into that environment? Well, the reason to put you in that environment is because they want an environment conducive to the growth of a soldier. They wanted something different for your life and from you, so they changed the ingredients going into your day-to-day. -day. They, added, they added military law. They added military history. They added customs and courtesies. They added exercise techniques. They added battle techniques. They added... Uh, marksmanship techniques they added all those things mixed in with some camaraderie mixed in with some friendships mixed in with some competition and competitive spirit mixed in with all these things they knew what ingredients they had to put together to create soldiers at the same time we know listen <laughs> let's listen you know when you want to change something, you know what's in your way and you know who's in your way. You know this already. Can we pretend we don't not know this? You know what the problem is. It's just not, not easy changing those ingredients. I will say it till I'm blue in the face. Life is simple. It's just not easy. There, there's a difference. And the wise will recognize that difference. It's simple. You want to lose weight? Here, watch what you eat and exercise. It's simple. That is the truth. That is the only true answer. Watch what you eat and exercise. It's simple. But we all know it's not easy. And so life is that way. But the truth is, when you want to have something different in your life, behaviorally, when you want to experience something different, you want to be more successful, you want to be happier, you want to be in a healthier relationship, you don't want to go through what you went through last time, the truth of the matter is that the universe does not give you what you want with your thoughts. It only responds to what you demand with your actions. You all know one of my favorite quotes is from Einstein. Nothing happens until something moves. That is so applicable for this, this beautiful human experience that we have. 
And for those of you listening, what about the spiritual experience? I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And what what happens with the spiritual experience happens whether you believe it or not. Where I'll be a hundred years from now is the same place I was a hundred years ago. I don't know, and neither do you. But when I get there, I'm going to make the most out of that too. But for now, I'm here and so are you. So what we do know about this realm, what we do know about this amazing human experience is that nothing happens until something moves. And if you want to see something different for your life, you must be something different in your life. And the behavioral history tells us this. The reason New Year's resolutions are hilarious is it isn't because, you see, intent is all you need. No. Everyone who, who wants to live a healthier new year, new, new me, everyone who says that and puts their money down on a gym, they all want that. Their intentions vary. Some people kind of want to change it, and other people are crying in front of the mirror. They want to change their lives with all of their heart. But guess what happens? If you don't follow through, if you don't behave differently, you do not change. So we know that it's not just thoughts. We know that it is the outward ingredients that you put in. If you leave the same ingredients in, no matter what your thoughts are, if the same behavioral ingredients exist, you're going to end up with the same product. And if you are unhappy with it, then you're going to continue to be unhappy with it. So we have to recognize in our lives what are the ingredients around us. And more importantly, a huge one for me, was recognizing in my own life where I was my own poison. Uh, We all become black belt ninjas at pointing the finger. But we also have to recognize where we are our own poison, where we allow things we shouldn't allow with others and ourselves. We, we sometimes we get super onto people, oh, you can't break a promise to me, but we forget about the thousands of promises we've broken to ourselves. Don't forget, you treat people how to treat you, right? You set the standard of how you treat yourself sets the standard of how others treat you. So if they watch you break promises to yourself incessantly, they're going to do the same, not even out of malice. You, they've just subconsciously taught you this. I tell the story about When you walk into someone's house, when you walk into someone's house and their house is immaculate, you know, those people, you walk into their house and their house is immaculate. There's no part of you that feels like you're going to kick off your shoes and throw your feet on the table, order pizza and eat a pizza on the couch. There's no part of you that thinks that they didn't have to tell you that that's not a thing just by, by clearly their behavior of how they keep this immaculate home you already know that that's not a thing. <laughs> On the other side, you walk into some people's houses, and, and, and I have friends that are both. You walk into their houses, and there's just stuff everywhere, chaos, <laughs> just chaos. And there's no part of you that isn't fully aware that everyone's kicking off their shoes and having pizza on the couch later. And, and that's, again, they didn't have to tell you. You just know because of the standard they set for themselves. While that's an easy one to see because it's outward and it's kind of funny, there are other standards just like that that we innately see. Oh, this person doesn't keep promises to themselves. They don't take themselves seriously. They don't take their own life, relationships, and health seriously. I, 
It doesn't occur to you to take it seriously if they don't. It just doesn't. They set the standard, and if they allow it, you know, if if you if you put up with it, you end up with it, right? So you have to recognize in your own life what you're putting up with, what you ended up with, and how you want to change that, and have the courage to step up uh, and change that, and then recognize what what kind of diet you're on as far as energy, uh, uh, spiritual diet, what kind of friend friendship diet you're on. You know, people tend to be generous when sharing their nonsense, fear, and ignorance, you know, and, and so they seem quite eager to feed you their negativity. But remember, again, that sometimes the diet we need to be on is a spiritual and emotional one. So just be cautious with what you feed your mind, feed your soul, and, and fuel yourself with positivity. And then again, when you do that, that fuel propels you to a positive action. And that's where we're in that cycle positive action. This is all about positive action. When you want to change the ingredients in your life, you want a different product, it's going to be positive, positive action that gets you there. Again, going into the military, they wanted to create a soldier. They didn't just send me pictures and magazines of soldiers. They didn't just tell me, oh, you can watch these movies. Here's some instructional videos of what you're going to go through. They didn't just do that. They physically required for me to uproot from Long Island, plant myself in San Antonio, Texas at an air base there, and then do the work, train every single day. There's no calling in. There's no uh, just visualizing yourself there. You're physically there. You're doing it. You're participating in it. And at the end, you are a soldier. They changed the ingredients and the product changed. Where can we do this in our own life? Something to consider uh, for today as we navigate through the Steve Maraboli podcast, Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness. Don't forget that you can participate with the show through our social media pages. Our social media pages are on Facebook is facebook.com slash author Steve Maraboli. On Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest is just slash Steve Maraboli. So uh, remember that our verified pages have a blue check mark. Those our those are our only pages. If you get a message from any other page, any other app, or anything like that, it is not us. It is not me. Um, and, uh, and just keep in mind, there's so many scammers out there pretending to be me and pretending to be celebrities. And just pay attention. Um, from for our page, we never message you. Uh, if you message us, we try to get to to those messages as as quickly as we can. Uh, the team tries to get to them. I try to get to them. I'm more likely to send an audio message than anything else, uh, and that's that's pretty hard to to uh, duplicate and 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 fake. But just pay attention. If it's not coming from blue verified checkmark page, then it's not us. So feedback, feedback, you can feedback through uh, stevemariboli.net or you can feedback through any of our social media pages. Just send us a message or uh, comment on one of our posts. But uh, but yeah, so let's go to some of this feedback. Feedback, here's one question about about when an ex talks crap about you and, and how you deal with that kind of stuff and how you move on. And I, I think I get this question a lot. And so we just have to recognize it's kind of like what I was just talking about, about empowering ingredients and having those ingredients in your life. And, and that's, you know, staying away from the poison is is huge. 
and it's really important. But when it comes to gossip and 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 exes and you know how that goes, that, and that's that poison. When someone can't control you, we all know this. When someone can't control you, they will try and control the story of you. You know, they will they will tell some truths and they will tell some lies and they will amplify some truths and either way the moral of the story is that they're not going to make you look great and spoiler alert they're going to look amazing <laughs> they're going to look like a hero it's going to be it's going to be uh it's going to be the hero show and you're the villain we've all experienced this so so we know this but as far as your question goes, how do you go with it? It's just how you navigate your own emotional self-defense. Just recognize that that's what that is. People aren't as into it as you think. Um, and, and again, more importantly, just protect yourself from that poison. And listen, the poison's everywhere. So that's the thing about poison. It wears different outfits, right? So sometimes it's dressed as gossip, sometimes as news, sometimes as a rumor. Sometimes it's even delivered by seemingly credible sources. So poison's everywhere, but it needs to be consumed in order to cause damage. Remember that. So just be cautious of those who, who try to get you to consume poison. After all of us, after being you know, perpetrators and victims of any sort of smearing, uh, you realize you just got to be skeptical when someone's trying really hard to sell you their story. Like they're trying really hard to smear somebody. I'm instantly skeptical. So, and I think most people are. So, so don't worry about what your ex is saying. It, again, we're all experienced enough to know there's no bigger liar than a bitter ex who wants people to know, and I quote, the truth. We know how that is. And so uh, just recognize that they're in their thing. Hurt people hurt people, right? So they're in their thing. Uh, they're trying to infect you with the same malady that withered their own soul. They have an overstock of ingredients that create a bitter and lonely life. Uh, and so like me, just I stay skeptical of people who are trying real hard to share that poison. And my suggestion to you is don't consume it. Move on and just learn. It's, it's, it's a long, long game. This beautiful game of life is long. And, uh, and most of the time, those poisonous smears, they're really short-sighted and it always butts, bites them in the ass. Always. The story always comes out. The true story always comes out. It's rarely on one side or the other. It's usually somewhere in the middle, sometimes tilted one way. Uh, but, you know, for when they're angry and emotionally just shredding you to to your friends and that kind of stuff, don't worry. It comes out. It eventually comes out. And again, you get to see the who's who and the what's what. You get to see who's who and what's. You see who defends you in your absence, who doesn't, uh, and who just is like a parrot and just repeats what they hear. It's a parrot, parrot, parrot. They just repeat what they hear. So you get to know who's who and what's what. I know it's frustrating, but trust me, uh, it it sorts itself out. This is a really, really long game. Just remember what I said, emotional self-defense. And thank you for your question. Um, next question. <clears throat> I love this question because it's about fear. So, so Steve, how do you... How do you break free from fear? I'm so scared to move on, but I think I'll end up in that same cycle. Uh, I feel like I'm trapped. And 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 then she, she goes into some, some personal details. But I think stopping it right there, I feel like I'm trapped. We get this message so much. The details are different, but we get this kind of message so much. And I can't stress enough that 
it's the fear itself. The purpose of fear is to enhance our awareness, not stop our progress. So we've been so fear is kind of like a tool, a tool in your tool belt, like like thirst. It's just it's just when you're thirsty, you're not scared. You just become aware that you need to drink something. Um, when you're hungry, you're not scared. You become aware that you need to eat something. These are physiological responses that we've evolved to keep us alive, to keep us in motion, to keep us going. Well, fear is one of those things. It was just hijacked a long time ago. Fear was hijacked a long time ago uh, by organizations and people who want to sell us shit. So as far as history goes, there's always been fear and awareness, and there's always been some sort of peddler of something that cures fear. If you believe in this, no need to fear. If you're holding this, no need to fear. If you say these words in a row, no need to fear. Guess what? But only if you give us money will protect you from fear. And so just recognize that fear, the reason you have fear is the same reason you have any sort of uh, physiological response. It is thirst. It is hunger. These type of awarenesses are made to, to enhance your awareness, not stop your, your, your progress. So when our ancient, ancient ancestors were hunter-gatherers and looking for food to stay alive. Don't forget, we are, the, we are the offspring of the survivors, the successful, the ones who were able to, to share their genes, the ones who were able to procreate and share this lineage. We are, we are the lineage of the survivors. So when they were walking through a field somewhere looking for food and something, something didn't sound right, something didn't look right, there's something maybe they caught in the corner of their eye, whatever it was, Suddenly, this instant awareness comes in. Fight or flight kicks in. The pri- the the your, your limbic system kicks in. You get hot. All the blood shoots to your extremities. You know what this feels like, right? There's a little pit in your stomach. You start feeling it, right? So they would feel that, and that instantly made them know. I need to pay attention here. As I move forward, looking for food, I need to pay attention. My 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 evolutionary senses picked something up and I need to pay attention. They don't stop hunting. They don't stop moving and then just die because they were afraid. No, they pay attention. Maybe I need to take the high ground. Maybe I need to climb this tree a little bit. Maybe I need to do whatever it is. But it, it would, the purpose of fear was to raise their awareness, not stop their progress. And again, somewhere along the line, here comes the first person. Oh, I have the cure to fear. If you just believe this and give me money, then you have nothing to fear. And guess what? It never eradicated fear, just like no diet on earth has ever stopped hunger or thirst. That's what we're designed for. So fear is a tool you have. It is, we just have an unhealthy relationship to it because we've been sold it for so long. But the reality of it is, most of the people who are stuck like you and in your question, I'm afraid to move on. I'm afraid to get into stay into the same cycle. It, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. It keeps you in this locked prison. It's actually worse than prison because uh, psychological prisons are worse than physical prisons because at least in a physical prison, you can see the bars. In a psychological prison, you're just stuck and you don't realize that not only are you not stuck, but this, this prison and this cell that you picture yourself in, the door's not even locked. Sometimes the prison of fear is so powerful. There's no need to lock the cell doors. 
Your fear creates a willingness to self-imprison. So most people are self-imprisoned by this fear and they feel a lot safer in the cell than outside of the cell. But that's not what we're there for. That's what not, our, not what our lives are. So we know it innately that we need to break out of this cell. We need to live our life to the fullest. We know it innately. That's why we're miserable when we don't follow it. We feel safe in that cell. But that's not what we're for. Just let your fear raise your awareness. Okay, why am I afraid? What do I need to pay attention to? I'm going to continue forward. I'm going to continue living. I'm going to get out of this crappy relationship. I'm going to get out of this bad financial cycle I'm in. I'm going to get out of this bad behavioral cycle I'm in. I'm going to behave differently so I can experience a different, more powerful, more empowered life. I'm going to choose something different for myself. And I am afraid. But I'm not afraid of being afraid any more than I'm afraid of being thirsty or afraid of being hungry. I'm going to feel the fear and I'm going to question it. Why am I afraid? Well, because I've never done this before. Okay, that's a great answer. Let me pay attention and make sure I'm following these steps. What steps do I need to stay focused on? What do I need to make sure I'm doing? Let me plan this out better instead of just going on a whim. Maybe having a plan will make me feel better. And suddenly you start recognizing that you are finding ways to empower yourself because of fear instead of imprisoning yourself because of it. And thank you for your question. Remember, the purpose of fear, to raise your awareness, not stop your progress. Folks, you're listening to the Steve Maraboli Podcast, Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness. Please tell everybody about this show. We'll keep, we'll keep doing it if you keep listening. Um, so let me see what the top posts were. And again, thanks to my amazing team who sends me this stuff. Uh, our social media is uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, on Pinterest. Uh, make sure that you reach out and say hi. Make sure you tell friends, tag people, do whatever you want. We want to grow, grow, grow. We want to help people empower. We want to inspire. We want to educate. We want to empower. Uh, we want to do all of that. And uh, and listen, we're all on the same team and in this in this together, right? Like Dr. King said, we may have we may have arrived on different ships, but we're in the same boat now. So I'm I'm part of that. So definitely, uh, the purpose of this show and every single thing that we do is is just to inspire, empower, offer ideas to help people refine, improve, and enhance their life. Bring out the greatest version of yourself. All right, so top post, um, there isn't a single person on this planet who is entitled to treat you like crap. Remember that. Oh, man, remember that. And for most people, it takes a long time to recognize this. It is amazing how quickly we've let somebody feel entitled to treating us like crap. But again, this goes right back to us. What it's it's a shame how people abuse us, but it's it's horrific that we tolerate it. Like that, how we what we tolerate is how we abuse ourselves. 
And a lot of times it's just not having a healthy picture of ourselves as far as value, as far as worth. Uh, but you have to remember, there isn't a single person on this planet who is entitled to treat you like crap. No matter what mistakes you've made, no matter what you've done, today's a new day and you have the power to not only not be your mistakes, but to change your behavior so those mistakes don't happen again. And not only that, but to put your life in a direction that you want it and to cut away the people, thoughts, and behaviors that kept you from it to begin with. So remember, don't let anyone treat you like crap. There's no one on earth who's entitled to treat you like crap. Pay attention to who does. Pay attention to who feeds you. Pay attention to who feeds you positivity, who feeds you negativity, who, who reminds you no matter how much you change, who wants to remind you of what you used to do or what you used to be like. Those people, nothing good. Nothing good comes from that. You don't you don't drive with the rear view mirror, right? It's just a reference point. The rear view mirror is just a reference point for when you want to change lanes along your journey, right? When you want to make adjustments in your journey, you look in the rear view mirror and say, all right, let me just make sure I'm all clear back here. Let me make sure that I have the information I need to, to successfully adjust. I definitely don't want to go to where I'm coming from. Let me just make sure it's in the rear view mirror. And so we, we, there are some people out there who will have you drive with that rearview mirror, that that's what they want you to focus on. And you'll hear me say till I'm blue in the face, don't let your history interfere with your destiny. I saw something my team sent me. So with social media, here's a little behind the scenes. Our social media will usually send me at the beginning of the week a bunch of things they're going to post. And I kind of give a thumbs up, give some input, that kind of stuff. And that way they have uh, they have a, a week or at least a few days ahead of time where they they know what they're gonna post and they know what we're gonna you know what what kind of shape the social media takes for the week uh, and a lot of times a lot of times we'll recognize that that uh, that it's the theme of it is is reminding people how strong they are the theme of it is reminding people that that nobody. Nobody on earth has this opportunity to, to, to not let them grow, to not let them be the greatest version of themselves. So I will say to them, blue and face, don't let your history interfere with your destiny. And one of the things they sent me for upcoming social media post was uh, being that June has passed, right? So June passed and we're six months in to the year and, and they send one of these things. Sometimes they'll send, it'll be like um, some successes we've had as a company. Um, and fortunately the company's name and face is me. So, so, so it'll be a picture of me and like some successes. Hey, you know, um, you know, Steve, this so far in these first six months of 2019, you've been featured in Inc magazine this many times and entrepreneur this many times and Google books, says that you're um, quoted in, in more than four, you're currently quoted in more than 4,000 books, which is insane to me. And, and when I read that, I think to myself, like, dude, I barely graduated high school. Almost everybody that I knew back then would never bet in a thousand years that they would be reading my stuff and feeling empowered or that their kids would be reading my stuff and feeling right. You'd be surprised how many messages I get from people I was in school with, uh, elementary school through high school and people I was in the military with, you know, this is decades ago who are like, wow, I love your stuff, but it's really cool because 
my kids post and share your stuff and they they don't believe me when I tell them I went to school with you or I was in the military with you and for me that's like it's surreal because again I barely graduated high school I'm so glad I didn't listen the first time I was gonna write a book and all the people who was like hey write a book what are you kidding me you gonna write a book and don't don't think I didn't I didn't hear that no, don't think, by the way, side note, new levels bring new devils. Don't think that you ever get rid of those people. I have those people forever, and you'd be surprised who they are. You'd be surprised. There, There is a quote. It's not one of these top ones, but I remember uh, seeing it and, and, and feeling it. You, may, many of you know exactly what I'm talking about, where it's it's some people will walk all over you with the shoes you bought them. You'd be surprised where your haters are located. New levels brings new devils, but you cannot, you cannot forget that nobody's entitled to treat you like crap regardless of your history. Nobody's entitled to refuse you the right to grow as a person, to change your life, and more importantly, to cut them the hell out of it, nobody's entitled to that power over you. You just have to make sure that you love yourself enough and you keep a promise to yourself enough to follow through with those changes. So I love that that's a top post. There isn't a single person on this planet who is entitled to treat you like crap. I love that. Next top post is, Tired is a feeling, lazy is a behavior, <laughs> don't confuse the two. <laughs> yeah, don't. A lot of people are like, oh man, I'm feeling lazy. No, you're not. You're being lazy. <laughs> you feel tired. Tired's a feeling, lazy is a behavior, don't confuse the two. There's a lot of times I feel tired, but I don't behave lazy. There are a lot of times I feel tired, but I go to the gym anyway. There are times I feel tired, but I read the articles anyway. I try to stay abreast on all their times uh, that I feel tired and I feel lazy and I still behave. I still show up for the people who need me, for the people who love me. And you show up and you do a hundred percent that you're able to do. Those are really important. So don't forget, that when you see those those go-getters out there and you see them on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter and they're showing you their successes and all this stuff, don't forget that there isn't a time that they haven't also felt tired. They just didn't behave lazy when they did. Don't confuse the two. Next top post is... It's amazing how drastically your life can change when you stop accepting shit you hate. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yes. And this goes back to those setting those standards. And thank you. Thank you for compiling this um, because this is re- it does seem to be the theme of the day. Setting standards. So listen, your life will drastically change when you stop accepting. So so set standards for your life. And it's not just on the outside. Accepting shit from people on the outside is huge. Definitely set a new standard and let them fall away. When you set a standard in your life, people are going to fall away because they like you in the box they had you in. And when you get out of that box, you'd be surprised who loved you so much and who was on team you until you stopped being the 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 puppet they needed. You stop living in the box that they needed and suddenly you'd be surprised how quickly uh, 
how quickly those those emotions diffuse. I remember reading an Oprah quote once where she said, everyone wants to ride in the limo, uh, but what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo <laughs> breaks down. That that Oprah quote I love because that came from some truth. That's something that she experienced, and, and I get it. Believe me, I get it. So, yeah, when you set standards and you stop accepting shit you hate, you realize that there are people and situations that will fall away. Let them. It's okay, and you will be surprised how drastically your life will change when you love yourself enough to take this step. And why do I say love yourself enough? Because we all want something different. But again, as I was saying earlier, what you want doesn't matter. It's what you do that matters. You, if you want to lose weight and be healthier, that doesn't matter as much as if you behave in a manner that makes you healthier. So everyone who wants to do this and wants to do that, they are exponentially behind the person who is doing it. And so when you, we are designed to want things, we're designed to see ourselves and compare, we're designed, uh, we are designed to see differences, we are hopeful creatures, we are hopeful beings. So we are designed to say, this is this now, but I hope for something different. I compare my life now versus the life I want. We're designed for this hope and love and we're designed for this growth, right? So when we say, uh, my life is this now, but I hope for something different. We're thinking of it in a way of growth. I hope my life grows into something better, something uh, healthier, wealthier, whatever it may mean to you. So we all love ourselves enough to want those things because that's the easy part. But like I said, you have to be it to see it. So when I say love yourself enough to be it, it's because I know loving yourself enough to want something different is the easiest thing. Everyone does that. But the question finally becomes is, do you, do you love yourself enough to be what you love yourself enough to want? And that slight difference is a difference that will change drastically in a positive direction. Uh, can we do one more? Let's do... Uh, Let's do one more top post. Um, and again, these are posts that are compiled. Uh, they're more popular posts on our social media in case uh, so often there, I guess we're asked for me to go a little deeper with these. Um, so I'm reading them as you're hearing them though. So uh, I don't really get a lot of prep time. <laughs> so I'm reading it and I'll go a little deeper. Uh, last one is my story is filled with broken pieces, terrible choices and ugly truths. It's also filled with a major comeback, peace in my soul and a grace that saved my life. Dude, is there, is there anything more true? Is there anyone out there who hasn't experienced the message in the mess? Is there anyone out there who hasn't been? I, I know for me, oh man, I, 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 have, I have danced in the heavens. I have, I have danced. I've had breakfast, <laughs> breakfast with God, and I've also been down in hell, having taking selfies with the devil. I mean, I've been through and about it all, and and sometimes at the same time. Sometimes I I would be, I would be uh, doing amazing things while at the same time being my own and outward poison. I can't be the only one. So yeah, 
And sometimes you, you're, you're the perpetrator and the victim. There, there are betrayals that I've committed and there are times that I've been and continue to be betrayed. And so it, it's, it is that, that grace that saves your life. It, it is a peace in your soul where you know you, you accept where you've been your own poison. You accept where you can be better. You accept where you are better, where you are good and what you have done good. And you accept where you can be great and have the opportunity to be great. You accept that. And most important, you accept that others, that the time you were with them, the time that you crossed them, the time that you crossed paths with them, at that time, that's how they behaved. And they're in their own shit, just like you're in your own shit. And you realize that along this journey, there's going to be some broken pieces. Along this journey, there's going to be some terrible choices. Along this journey, there's going to be some ugly truths. But in this incredible journey, in this incredible journey filled with not only broken pieces, you'll find... The great pieces, you'll find the the complete pieces, you'll find where something broken can become so beautiful. Don't forget that millions of people go visit the Grand Canyon in the United States. Don't forget that millions of people go see it. And what is it but the scars of when the earth fought water and lost? The Grand Canyon is a carving of what water can do to rock through persistence and strength. It is the scars of a lost battle. It is the scars of being broken. And as time went on, that broken became so beautiful that people go visit it from all over the world. So yes, your story can be filled with broken pieces, but you'd be surprised what broken pieces can do. You'd be surprised the beautiful, the beautiful, spectacular show of light that can come through a pile of broken glass. You will be surprised what that will do for your life. You will be surprised how great and what a blessing some terrible choices may be. Sometimes the greatest messages are found in the greatest messes. Sometimes terrible choices become the lesson you exactly needed. Sometimes they become the love you exactly needed. And while life can definitely be filled with ugly truths, it is those same truths that sculpt. It is those same truths that can sculpt the greatest, the greatest part of your life. In my life, I know that some of the ugliest parts, the parts that I thought were the end of me, are actually the parts that sculpted me. It is those scars that have helped me help millions of people. Millions. We're putting this book together. We've been putting books together of of emails we get. Emails that say something to the effect of, you changed my life, thank you so much. Um, Everywhere from, you know, your words keep me going for years or your words keep me going through a tough time, all the way from those to, 
I was going to kill myself and I didn't because I read your stuff and listened to your stuff. Like, we get so many amazing letters. So we started compiling them over the years. And now each one goes in a folder with the with the year, with, with the date. So as we get them, we print them out and put them, we add them to that year's binder. It It looks like the instruction manual to the space shuttle. This binder filled with all of these pages. Huge. You, if, if I handed you the binder without any sort of uh, cover on it, you'd say, is this the instructions to fly the space shuttle? And when I tell you that, no, it's just a printout of all of the messages we get from people who say in one sense or another, your words have changed my life. When I tell you that that came from those moments that I felt worst about myself, moments that that I thought were it for me, moments that I thought were were my ugly times, moments that no matter what training, education, no matter what I had been through, no matter what good I had done, those moments that I found myself in the ugliest of truths, those setbacks were the seeds of that of my comeback. And that humility, that defeat gives you at times. When your haters thought you were dead. Oh, haters are always down and he's down and out. <laughs> no, I'm just getting started. I was just getting started. Little did you know that when you thought I was dead, that's when I felt most alive. Little did you know that while I'm down there, you think I'm down for the count. I'm down here doing push-ups. We're getting stronger. Those ugly truths can be the most beautiful changes in your life. Don't let anyone tell you differently. And if they do, take note and get them out of your list of ingredients. Love those top posts. So thank you. Uh, thank you, Steph. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for, for compiling that stuff. Uh, should we go into uh, more feedback? How am I looking over here? Leaning on an hour already? Ah, wow. I don't shut up, huh? <laughs> wow. I do not shut up. Um, so thanks for listening, everybody. But we're going to keep going a little bit. Let's do a little bit. Um, uh, let's see. Uh a lot of behavior stuff, huh? I I just for me it's the easiest gauge. Maybe I'm not good at gauging. It's funny because I just said I don't shut up and I'm literally famous for writing, but I'm not a huge fan of words. Whenever people a lot of words, I'm always skeptical. <laughs> I'm always skeptical. You know, answers are really long cuz in life you recognize like truth comes in sentences and lies come in paragraphs, right? When you go sign a contract for something, the bullet statements are simple, and then we know, look at the small print. The small print is always this paragraphs and paragraphs of small print, and that's where, that's where they're getting over on you, right? <laughs> the truth comes in sentences, and the lies come in paragraphs. So for me, it becomes so much easier to just check behavior check behavior and I check behavior when it becomes in, into belief it, I check behavior 
uh, when it comes into that kind of stuff. If, if there's uh, a hundred people outside and, and none of them are holding an umbrella, you're going to be really hard pressed to convince me you all think it's going to rain. Because behavior wouldn't indicate that. One of the most touching things for my dad, when my mom passed away, um, I think I've shared this story before, um, when my mom passed away, so after mom decided that she's not going to go forward with any more treatment, she had, you know, she had had enough of it, it's grueling, it's grueling, and so... Um, she was, she was feeling free. She was feeling great. She took a quick nap, you know, after she, she decided we all had like kind of a family meeting and, and she decided it and we're all for it. And it's heartbreaking because, you know, basically she's just, you know, signing her own, her own death. She's, it's, it's all right. I'd rather die than, than die on my own terms than, than live on, on miserable medical terms. Right. So cool. And so we're kind of processing this, you know, I, I, heartbreak is a, is a light word to, to what I felt, but of course support my mom a hundred percent. So I'm sitting at my mom's bedside and she, she kind of just takes a nap, uh, you know, an exciting uh, morning for her, uh, as she makes that decision. So she kind of takes a nap and I'm looking in my, my dad's in the hallway. So I'm, I'm sitting with my mom, but I see my dad gesturing me in the hallway. So I, um, I, I go out to my dad like so I walk out to my dad and I'm thinking like what what are you gesturing me about and and so I see this look on my dad's face and I've never seen anything like it before it's a, a look of 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 maybe a fear sadness and fear but definitely the fear aspect is something I, I had never seen in, in my dad before and I said he, he said if if mom wakes up while I'm gone tell her I'll, I'll be right back I had to go get something so I'm looking at my dad like are you kidding? You're going to leave right now. You can't leave right now. Um, you know, mom just, mom just dropped this bomb on us, buddy. Like we gotta, we gotta stay like, where, where could you possibly be going right now at this moment? And so I say that to my dad and he said, he looks at me and he said, um, I, I, uh, I have to go to the cemetery and get her a spot. I really thought she was going to beat this. That is behavior. That. That is behavior. You didn't, my dad didn't have to tell me what he felt. My, didn't ha, my dad didn't have to explain to me if he was 99% in or 100% in. That. That he had fear and surprise in his eyes. That he was so confident that it didn't even occur to him to go get a plot. Behavior is everything. Everything. So when I see our team right and so much of it is on behavior, I've learned so much to, that, that the truth of who and what you are and what you believe is projected in your behavior. Everything else, either positive, negative, is a mix of stories, lies, delusions, manipulations, whatever. But your behavior is going to tell me. I know what, if I know what you look like when you're into something, if I know what you look like when you're excited about something and how you behave when you're excited about something, and then you act differently towards me, then I don't know what you feel for me, but I know what it isn't because <laughs> I know what it looks like when you're enthusiastic about something and you're not acting that way towards me. Behavior will speak. 
And so I feel that way and we can apply that to our relationships, business or personal, professional, our careers. We can apply that. And for me, that's always going to be it. And you'll hear me say it in a bunch of different ways. More commonly, I'll say behavior is math. Behavior is the equation. The rest is just words. The rest are just words. For me, behavior is going to be what speaks. All right, let's do the last segment because I, I try to keep these at about an hour. So the last segment is Steve Reed. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> oh, you guys are the worst. You wrote, you corrected it on the thing. Okay, so <laughs> last, the last segment is called Story Time with Steve. And this is really, for years and years, people ask why I don't do my books in audiobooks. But as soon as you get my books, you realize how, how difficult it would be because it's really just some set pieces. It's some set pieces mixed in with uh, a lot of quotes. So it would be tough to, to make that an audiobook because you'd read one piece and then just 20 or 30 quotes in a row, which, which may or may not have anything to do with each other. So, um, so it's so much easier to not do it that way. But when we were doing this podcast, we said, well, how about... Uh, do a a what I call Steve Reads and what our team calls Story Time with Steve, where I just pick one of the popular pieces from the books and I just read it out loud, and and that way you have it. Should you want to chop it up or 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 leave it to play a, another time? So this one is is called Life's Ingredients. I love the theme. Look at you two with a theme. <laughs> so it's called Life's Ingredients, and it's from the Unapologetically You book. How would your life be different if you learned to let go of the things that have already let go of you? Your life is a blend of ingredients. You add to it. Oh, hold on. Hold on as I learn to read things <laughs> that I haven't read or written in 10 years. Okay. I'm going to start over. Ready? Take two. <laughs> Take two. No judging out there. First of all, no judging out there. All right, take two. Steve Reed, sorry. Story time with Steve. Life's ingredients. How would your life be different if you learned to let go of things that have already let go of you? Your life is a blend of ingredients you add to it. Whether you feel energetic or drained, nourished or poisoned, free or burdened, enthusiastic or indifferent, your subjective experience of life is a result of the ingredients you allow to stew in your mind and body. From relationships long gone, to old grudges, to regrets, to all of the could've and should've, to the dead friendships you still hang on to, to all the broken resolutions, these are all experienced life moments that continue to be factors in the experience of your current life. These moments have expired. Let today be the day you consciously take inventory of the ingredients you ingest in life's stew. Empower yourself to get rid of the elements that have long spoiled and no longer nourish. You wouldn't drink spoiled milk. You wouldn't eat rotten food. You wouldn't butter moldy bread. We all know that if you did any of these things you would feel sick. So just as you wouldn't allow yourself to take in expired things for your meal, don't allow yourself to take in expired things for your life. 
Could that be the reason you feel spiritually or emotionally ill? Don't let yesterday's events spoil today's moments. There is no such goodness around you. Wait, first of all, that's not a typo. That was me. There is, I said there is no such goodness around you. Meanwhile, what it actually says is there is so much goodness around you. Let's do that last paragraph again. You all with me? <laughs> you all with me? <laughs> do not let yesterday's events spoil today's moments. There is so much goodness around you. So many things that can nourish your mind, body, and soul. Allow yourself the nourishing fuel that today has to offer. Nourish your life with empowering ingredients. Make peace with the hurtful past. Stop letting it be a part of the recipe for your daily life and that let the past be what it is, an expired moment in time. Ah, thank you, Poetic Steve. <laughs> thank you all for listening. I hope you have fun. I hope that you have fun listening to this show. As you see, just press record and I start talking. Um, we do it in studio. We'll continue to do it in studio when I can, but I have an amazing team that helps helps me make it as easy as possible to just press record and start talking. And I appreciate all of you who I, I know you're surrounded by, inundated with shows that are so well produced and, and, and so entertaining. And, and I'm, if you followed me for any amount of time, you know I'm not that guy. I just want to get information out there, and if it resonates with you, thank you and share it, please. Um, for me, I think we're all on the same team and in this together. I, I only do this to share it with all of you. I only do it so that everything that we go through, everything that 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 hurts us, that heals us, all the things that help us grow and and help us learn, that we can share them inspire someone else and maybe they take this information and it nourishes a part of their life that that helps them do that for someone else i think that's that's as, as great a life purpose as we can have so i appreciate you all listening i appreciate you sharing uh check out our social media pages uh they're all blue verified check marks just you can just google steve maraboli i'm pretty findable fella uh, and the blue verified checkmark pages are our only official pages. And uh, and please communicate. Let us know and put a five-star rating on this show so other people can find it. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Big hugs to all of you. I love you all. Catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>